Welcome to Bloodstreams. I'm Charlotte, Advocacy Officer at Leukemia Care. I hope you enjoyed the last episode about myth-busting leukemia. We really enjoyed making a live podcast, so we're doing one again next month. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. For this extra podcast this month, I spoke to John Price. John was diagnosed with chronic lymphocytic leukemia 17 years ago. John is also one of our buddies. Our buddy scheme is a programme where patients like John are trained to support other patients. Once they're trained up, our buddy coordinator, Kay, matches buddies to other patients, providing phones and email addresses so they can contact each other. The idea is for patients to support each other, share experiences and meet new people. John told me how it feels to be a buddy and why he feels the buddy scheme is so important for patients. So do you just want to explain what your diagnosis is and when you were diagnosed? Right, I had to check on the calendar because it's so long ago. <laughs> but the good thing was it was I was 50 and I'm just about to be 67. Mm -hmm. So 17 years ago. And um, I think I probably explained at the time that the diagnosis was not done well in the fact that I'd been on a sailing holiday, should have been absolutely peak health, mm -hmm. and came back absolutely shattered yeah. with the worst dose of Bamflu a man could never imagine. <laughs> Ladies could never imagine. <laughs> so went to the doctors eventually, not in September, but I think it was October, and routine blood test and not well thought through on the um, GP's part. Fantastic guy, incredibly experienced. Luckily, I got him. Yeah. That needs to be said. And had the blood test on the Friday, and he said, come back in 10 days or give us a ring in 10 days and we'll see what the results are. He found at 6 o'clock the following Monday, four days later, and he just said, oh, John, there's no easy way to tell you this. You've got cancer. Right? And he said, it's leukemia, but we don't know which kind. Mm. Well, a pal's son-in-law had died two weeks after that phone call that he had mm. that year. Yeah. So not a good way to tell somebody. But got worse because Anne and the kids were in the lounge. And I just walked in and said, he's telling me I've got cancer. Are you telling your teenage children in the most inappropriate way, yeah. as I had been told. Mm. Uh, and it, it just, we struggled through October until the information came through that it was CLL and then it all got better yeah. because everybody explains that you got the good one and you'll live forever and that's the, the I don't like the word fight but the 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 struggle started then yeah uh, so that's how I got the diagnosis and the reason why because I felt like I got really really awful flu when I should have been in peak peak health yeah. at that point in my life. So you'd always been quite active with the sailing and, and things like that? Before yep, climb yeah. mountains, sailed, wow. cycled, mountain biked, all the usual things that silly 50-year-olds do. And still do, but to a lesser extent. Just got to take it a bit yeah. slower these days. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Everything now has to be in moderation. So... Since that diagnosis and now you're 
was it 17, 15 years in? How has having CLL affected you emotionally, day to day, that sort of thing? It's funny that it's it's very much on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. And today, flat battery, it happens most most of the time uh we're fine with it 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 emotionally it's after 17 years when the guy wrote down um soon after i diagnosed my specialist said i got nine years was my prognosis mm. and we we really didn't understand that but he was actually writing it in a report for my um, early retirement on health grounds. Oh, okay. But it was a bit of a shock to see it in black and white mm. that my 60th birthday might be achievable, it might not. Mm. That's great to say when you're approaching your 67th <laughs> birthday. Yeah. Sorry. So how's it affected me? Uh, ups and downs. The worst thing is uh, loss of career. Yeah. And that that came very, very hard because I was trying to struggle in a fairly senior job in a Cheshire High School, getting chest infection after chest infection. 20 courses of antibiotics later, somebody said, this has to stop. And that brought my career to a halt. Mm. That was very, very difficult to come to terms with at a young age. Mm. You look back on it and you think, what was the my there? Somebody said, you, you're going to have a nice pension at 53 and you can enjoy life fairly normally. And we've done that for 17 years. And it's only when you dip under side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, my eyes aren't as good as they used to be. But again, I'm 67. My hearing's to pot. And that's to do with the cerebral atrophy because the the bell clanging in my ear, which brought about the brain scans that found mm. um, the cerebral atrophy, the bell clanging is my heart beating. Mm. And because of that situation, I'm hearing my own heartbeat, but I hear it as a church bell. That's an issue. Again, you live with it because you think, I'm 17 years into this and we're still sailing, we're still cycling mm. and we're still climbing mountains. An awful lot of people aren't. So yeah. the overall effect, look back and it's been a successful 17 years with downtime when you think, lost my job, lost uh, some income, but yeah. I've been very lucky my heart goes out to somebody who would have been in my situation not in a pensionable job for example self-employed you'd be you'd be in a completely different place yeah so you described sort of an up and down experience throughout the 15 years did you get have you had any support specifically so you were diagnosed 15 years ago or so. 17 now 17 yeah yeah so have you had what did you get at the time and since then um right in terms of the local health authority mm. it couldn't have been better uh warrington hospital is my hospital and although we we're living in wales 
we still live in Warrington because I hold their hand and they hold my hand. So we're two weeks in Wales, one week in Warrington, mm-hmm. so that I keep that connection because the team have been wonderful from the very outset. They have been on the ball, can't say a bad word about them, and all the little side issues that picked up on immediately. My GP, apart from that phone call, they have been wonderful because I phone now at half past eight in the morning and invariably have uh, an appointment two hours later, mm. which gives you time to get dressed and get down. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been wonderful. And, of course, the support I've had from Leukemia Care has been great all along the line. And there's been possibly in the 17 years, there's been years when I haven't spoken to you. But right at the beginning, it was very, very good. And as I said at the last meeting, there was always somebody at the end of the phone. When I phoned your phone number, there was a kind voice with encouragement and direction. And that that's probably how I ended up on the buddy scheme, because when I phoned up, would it be 18 months ago? It was a literally out of the blue. I thought, I'll phone Leukemia Care and say, thank you very much for all the help. Oh, while you're on, would you like to be involved with the buddy scheme? I think it kind of went like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Leukemia Care have been very good. Do you feel like you would have benefited from the buddy scheme if it existed at the point of diagnosis, or were you personally not in a place to, to enjoy it? I would have benefited from it, yeah. I'm sure. From and and that that's that sounds a bit not arrogant, but as a provider of as the buddy, mm. um, I guess I would have appreciated um, a buddy, and I didn't like the word buddy, but it's it really kind of sums it up how I feel I've become with Ian and Jane that that we've got to know each other over the phone and in person in Sheffield. Yeah, I would have benefited and I would have been probably got got something out of it, definitely. Because you do feel early on, people say the word cancer, people say the word leukemia, particularly in the fact that a pal's son-in-law had passed, mm. you know, within 14 days. Massive amount of fear. There was huge, huge fear 17 years ago. It was palpable, and I still feel that fear that I had. But I don't feel it now. I have no fear at all. But I can remember it clear as a bell. Mm. I couldn't stop looking at the carpet. My head was down, and uh, it was a bit grim. It was grim. Yeah. And, and it's purely survival instinct. And mm. somebody says, cancer, and cancer in your brain totally equates straight to death. And it doesn't. <laughs> it clearly doesn't. And clearly over time you realise through leukaemia care and everything else you're involved in that cancer doesn't relate to death. It relates to lots of other things. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, I think we've answered how did you come to join the buddy scheme. <laughs> um, so you say you've got two buddies now and you've been on the programme for 18 months. 
what sort of thing do you talk about with the buddies and does it vary by the person or has it evolved over time it varies from it it is very similar now because Mm. we've palled up and we have similar conversations it has evolved over time the first conversation was was clearly going to be difficult because it's you know how it would feel working in a phone office you know this cold calling because you you, you're a stranger to them yeah they know they're expecting you but they have no idea who you are you have no idea who they are i guess both previous lives working um in engineering motor cars and then teaching you often as a teacher picked up the phone and spoke to parents you'd never met Mm. your son is wonderful or your daughter is causing us problems (laughs) so you have difficult conversations so i suppose i i'm used to using a telephone and therefore talking to strangers over the phone was not difficult to me if somebody was coming to it who perhaps didn't have a telephone manner or telephone experience, it may be slightly different. But I prepared myself, uh, still nervous, that the first two calls were, um, you know, I found them slightly stressful, uh, but not now. And what do we talk about? Clearly, we do not go into how ill everybody is Mm. straight away Mm. it's hi how's things going and then what we have kind of got into the routine of with with both folk is if they have issues we talk them through share the issue and i think they've grasped that i don't talk medicine Mm. And that's a difficult one because there, there possibly could be buddies who are wanting to do that. Yeah. And I've specifically steered away from it. Mm. And I come from a, a family of doctors. Anne's father was a doctor. My daughter is a doctor. So I specifically know don't talk medicine. I don't, I don't talk to Fiona, daughter Fiona, about me. Mm. She might ask how I am and she might query some of the things that have happened to me, but I don't, I think it's very unfair. She doesn't have my notes. She doesn't have the scan results or the, so I've kind of learned, and Anne's father was the same. He, he warned me straight away. I am your father-in-law, not your doctor. Yeah. You know, he put it very clearly. You know. Having said that, he did stitch me up on the kitchen table when I got a crack on the head. <laughs> <useful sometimes. laughs> but um, no, so what do we talk about? Minimise the medical side, but talk about root ways for them to follow, to make themselves better. We talk a lot about health and exercise and diet and things like that getting out getting in the fresh air because 
that's where I'm coming from. If mm. I can be in the fresh air, I I always feel better. So uh, particularly with one of my buddies, I know she likes to get out, but does sometimes find it difficult. So we we talk about that a lot. Yeah. But we also talk about our hobbies. We talk about the past. We talk about history. With one of them, farmer's daughter, we talk about farming and what's gone on in terms of farming. So we go in a million directions. Uh, with the with the other guy, he knows my area where I live because he used to work there. So we talk about familiar pubs and things like. So there's a full spectrum of what we talk about. Sometimes we will only talk for 15 minutes. That's the shortest call. Generally, 45 to 50 minutes, sometimes an hour, mm. depending on whether they've got something on or where they are or where I am. Phone signal sometimes has a, an yes. impact, uh, particularly when we're in Wales because uh, we've no mass nearby. So the conversation is varied but it's generally the one thing i try to make it is positive that's the one thing i go for no no downers oh gosh you do sound ill oh i wouldn't do that yeah it's the opposite mm -hmm. have you tried this have you tried that and and yeah, great and anything you can pick up that's positive work on that that's the the bottom line well, it's a good attitude to life in general it keeps me going <laughs> <laughs> yes so did you feel that Kay and the rest of the leukemia care team prepared you and supported you to take on this role yes the written matter was good the one thing I've probably been a bit naughty on and that's my fault not your fault is I've not kind of looked in depth at some of the medical side of it because I personally not wanted to get involved. So mm -hmm. I've not even read about it because knowledge can be dangerous in the hands of an ignorant person. So uh, the day we had here, or, or it was down the road, the training day, yes. brilliant. Because you met other buddies and you thought, well, if I'm not being rude to them, but you look around the table and thought, these are ordinary boys and girls if they can do it i can do it mm. and the network that we did during the day the information we were given the the one thing Anne always tells me about is don't forget listen and i spend a lot of the time on the join the phone calls saying that to myself just give them time to to get everything anything off their chest um one of my buddies is moving towards remission, which is really good. Um, I'm not absolutely convinced that remission and CLL are, are working together, but he's really pleased with that, mm -hmm. and his treatment has backed off. With the other buddy, there's been ups and downs recently, so we've worked... She and I have talked about her chemo, about how she's coping with the chemo, the the tiredness. Uh, but the good news is it, every phone call since Christmas has got better and better. Uh, she has got better and better. And she's been lucky with a chemo that it's 
it's not had a huge effect on her because modern chemo, I guess, they are customising it to suit her. Yeah. They've been able to adjust it since Christmas and she's been a lot better. And we spent a lot of time on that, working on that. And so that training, that training day was you wouldn't have done it if you'd not had that day to yeah. prepare you. So what's been your highlight so far? The highlight so far has been the enthusiasm I feel down the phone, which your colleague has said actually happens in real life, and the welcome voice at the other end when they hear my voice. Mm-hmm. That That is palpable. That is feelable. So that's a highlight. We always keep it positive sign off with the time and date of the next chat written on our calendars. So it's, for me, you put the phone down and you think, yeah, we did another good phone call. And um, I don't want to sound, um, not arrogant, but smug. But it, you don't feel smug. You just... it. The feeling you've helped somebody. Yeah, it uplifts me. Yeah. that That's the bottom line. If there's a highlight, I will continue to do it for as long as I'm, my buddies want to answer the phone. And um, we realised doing it once a week was too much because you can't prattle on for an hour on the phone once a week. You run out of things to talk about. So it's now become every three weeks. Mm. And that, for the three of us, has seems to have been quite an ideal time limit enough to happen to talk about i mean we even talk about our families now and and getting to know the network of mainly because their families are their support network as well as the medic so you're learning how much input their family put in Mm. and how important their family are to them in maintaining their health and that's the same with me my kids keep me going get me outside and so we share that so it's a social and medical mix because of the health care that the families are providing great so moving towards maybe some negatives you said you potentially struggle with the listening side of things have there been any other specific challenges to being a buddy um initially once we got over the phone signal Mm. problem which was purely technical uh (laughs) twice i've left the phone at home and gone out (laughs) thinking i got on the far side of the island on anglesey um once and the phone with my buddy's phone number was 20 miles away and that was i felt awful so we shot back 20 miles picked the phone up couldn't get through phoned the mobile number and the immediate thing was my buddy said i'm really sorry i wasn't in i went i'm at my daughter's (laughs) i said that's absolutely fine (laughs) i said i left the phone at home so you admitted you also forgot (laughs) yeah so it was it wasn't forgetting to do the call we sat in the car overlooking the ocean and we left the phone at home. So the logistics, you do have to be on top of. Yeah. And what we do now, we have a calendar. The dates clearly go on the calendar. And the the date 
day is ringed. Mm. Again, because of the cerebral atrophy, that's a mechanism that has to work. So I can't see any downsides apart from the fact that uh, I may not provide the medical input that my buddies initially thought they might have got. That's a job for us, I think, in managing expectations of the buddy scheme. Yeah. Which obviously, we've learned across the pilot. So. Yeah. But they yeah. certainly know now there's very little, yeah. very little medical, but plenty of enthusiasm. Do you have a top tip for someone who doesn't know whether to join the scheme as the person being supported? Yes, do it. <laughs> I mean, I've just got so much out of it. It's given, it's another facet of. The and again, people say, "Oh, you shouldn't use the word fight. You shouldn't use the word battle." But mm -hmm. sometimes it is. When you wake up in the morning, you feel ill, and you don't really want to get out of bed because your leukemia has bitten you on the bottom. That's a technical term. <laughs> <laughs> um, you sometimes feel a bit low, but things like this are another mechanism. They're part of your life. And as a body, you're putting things in. I'm just thinking, um, if you're considering becoming a body, do it. I've really enjoyed my year and now have two new friends to help, help each other on our journey through CLL. And that sums it up, really. Mm. Uh, and again, the word journey is trite, but it is. It, you, you start at the beginning. You th somebody says, you've got cancer, you, you could be dead at any minute. And you know that's rubbish and you do fight it with a small f and and being a buddy uh has has helped me it's given me another thing and also i was involved in in uh, the local parish council and i decided to put that to bed because after 30 years of a, being on our village parish council that was becoming far too stressful far too mithering as we became more and more accountable mm. so to put that to bed and simultaneously pick this up has been good for me so yeah um if, so you say you've become friends with these people and some people might be a bit skeptical of you actually being able to form that relationship over the phone but would you say well i'm guessing that has come from Kay's ability to match people quite well would you say that's that's where that's come from as well as your skills yes with one mm -hmm. with one body we were you know if it had been a dating site for two fellas we'd have been put together mm -hmm. um perhaps uh my other body on paper you wouldn't have put us together at all but we have great chats and and we're supportive of one another and we wouldn't necessarily have met in a room and become buddies or friends mm -hmm. or acquaintances so um so people should be quite open-minded about i think yes to. yes i think um certainly perhaps if you'd put me with a teenager now <laughs> you're talking there could be uh, a mismatch mm. but certainly from my two buddies are totally different and they are there there's one has a larger age gap um and, and the other we're, we're similar ages but it's been of no consequence at all 
we 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 just get on with it and we do we do what we do and and it's obviously beneficial to all three of us that's how i feel mm-hmm. uh, i guess if you were to match me with with a 19 year old uh, biker we, many of those with CLL anyway. <laughs> well, no, no, but uh, I give it a go. But but I think <laughs> new challenge. For you. I think the 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 match has been fine. The one thing that came to mind was the word positive, and there is generally good humour. Mm. Our our chats are that we don't laugh all the way to the bank, but um um. But but there's lots of giggling, and and we now know what each other's interests are. So once you've talked about the support we can give to their health needs, you can then just talk about life and talk about their their woes. Sometimes we talk about woes. Um, one one buddy has uh, the chemo has improved mobility. And, and that's brought such a massive benefit. And so we pick up on the positive and pick up on the humor. So those are, those are the, that should be a mantra. Pick up on the positive, pick up on the humor. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Bloodstream. You can read more about leukemia on our website. Just head to www.leukemiacare.org.uk. If you would like support after a diagnosis or are affected by blood cancer in any way, you can visit our website, email support at leukemiacare.org.uk or call our helpline 08088010444. We are open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5.30 and 7 to 10pm on Thursdays and Friday evenings.